what's coming. Take it from hello. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Blue Sky Podcast. I'm Adil. And I'm Jono. And uh, thank you for joining us. Um, so the Blue Sky Podcast. Why is it called the Blue Sky Podcast, Jono? That's a great question that I'm excited for you to answer. All right. Well, I'll tell you why. Um, the Blue Sky Podcast is called, besides the fact that it just sounds like a great name for a podcast, uh, the Blue Sky is the st- stage of, a, of the writing process where you get to have unlimited creative freedom and just throw shit at the wall. Um, it's my favorite part of the process. It's the part where um, you, get your, you get to let your imagination run and uh, think up of ideas. And eventually, as you're writing, you obviously sculpt. It's like, a, it's like sculpting a, 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 a statue. A statue works. A column, perhaps. Perhaps a bowl. A vase. An intricate tool that just kind of sits on a shelf. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so yeah, as you get to sculpting, you kind of have to start like not limiting your imagination, but you got to start being more um, specific. But in the beginning, it's whatever you want. And that's my favorite part of the process because of that. And that's what this podcast is about. Because on a day-to-day, uh, Adil and I both direct TV commercials. And, you know, those, those are very short pieces of writing that are very constrained by time, resources, and budget. And the idea with this podcast is to give ourselves a reason to be accountable to longer form things that we both really want to do and explore and not be limited by budgets or not be limited by, you know, client ask, God love them. It's literally throwing whatever we want at the wall and then taking those ideas and sort of forming them into a script in real time. Yeah, as of right now, we're, we plan to write short film scripts. We'll see if that changes or if we, you know, change our mind down the road. But yeah, we're going, we're going to create short film scripts. And of course, like, as much as we want to just throw shit at the wall, you can't do that unless you have something to begin with. And we would like to call that a prompt. So what we did was, uh, before we started filming today, uh, we basically took a bowl and we took a piece of paper and then we each wrote five genres film genres like you know anything from like rom-com to like thriller and we put them into the bowl i don't know what john wrote down john doesn't know what i wrote down and uh, the next part is going to be basically john picking something out of the bowl and when the sacred bowl decides our fate we're going to adhere to that we're going to unpack the genre and we're going to write a three to five page script and that's going to happen every single episode so we're going to walk away with this with a pile of weird cool mm-hmm. bad interesting scripts and hopefully you can listen along and riff with us and, and tell us what you think. And maybe it'll jar your own writing inspiration. So let's go to the prompt. The prompt. Uh, okay. So we wrote random genres. Uh, I don't know what he wrote. He doesn't know what I wrote. But we're going to pick one. And then we're going to write a short script. Uh, I'm just going to blindly do it so I don't inadvertently grab one of mine. Oh, I did grab one of mine. I can tell by the way it's folded because my folding is so bad. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> You're almost like, <laughs> I wish I didn't write this. Yeah, so I wrote slapstick comedy. Okay. But we could just do comedy. And if it becomes slapstick, that's cool. Okay, cool. So, okay, how about this? Start with, uh, start with what's slapstick comedy to you? Well, give me some movies. Slapstick comedy is like Airplane. It's Dumb and Dumber? Uh, Dumb and Dumber, 100%. Like Fairly Brothers canon. Okay. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer, David Wayne canon. Um, if you Google it, Jackass, of course, Three Stooges. Jackass? Yeah, because it's like... Slap, I guess that's like slapdick comedy. That's, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a whole genre on its own. That's a good point. Yeah. There is uh, the Benchwarmers, totally. Benchwarmers. Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre. Yeah, Jack Black, you know. Yeah. 
Paul Blart Mall. What is it? Paul. Paul Blart, Blart Mall Cop. Yeah, so many L's. Yeah, it's a it's a mouthful. Joe Dirt. I mean, it's basically it's all the Jim fucking Carrey. movies that Jim Carrey was in, and Rob Schneider, yeah. and we must have an Irene, Mr. Deeds. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. All I right. mean, yeah, it's just it's a balls to the wall comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like fucking okay, cool. It's yeah, it's it's extremely strange logic, but all the characters look at that logic as if that is their everyday. They don't balk at it. They're not like this is weird that my gun is a fish now. It's like my gun is a fucking fish. And the person who's got the fish pointed at them is Actually, terrified. Can, can I can I read the definition? Yes. Why do they call a slapstick comedy? The term arises from a device developed for use in the broad physical comedy style known as the... That's I don't want to read that. It's like fucking 16th century. As Commedia degli Arte in 16th century Italy. That's where it started from. That's oh. insane. Oh, okay. So let me try that again. Uh, can you bring the bowl out? Oh. Okay. <laughs> We are going to do Commedia degli Arte. Yeah, because <laughs> exactly that's what we're doing. And if you guys don't know what that means, uh, losers. Neither do we. It's, it means slapstick comedy. Someone didn't do take comedy in university. The slapstick consists of two thin. Sla- okay, they're literally defining. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, the the more layman definition: the slapstick is a style of humor involving exaggerated physical activity that exceeds the boundaries of normal physical comedy. Slapstick may involve both intentional violence and violence by mishap, often resulting from inept use of props such as saws and ladders. Okay, so that's like maybe back in the day, like fucking, like Three Stooges is a great example. Like literally, that's what my mind goes to, Three yeah. Stooges. Yeah. But the, the, I would say the modern take on slapstick comedy is like, me, myself, and Irene comes to mind because there is like, like you said, there's crazy shit, bonkers shit happening, but it's like, you're you're just digesting and and the characters are just living those lives not being like what how this happened this guy fell out of a train and didn't die yeah. like you know it's like yeah just allowing it exactly and like jim carrey obviously is a pretty floppy uh goofy character but like if you think of leslie nielsen for example he's just like a deadpan. like a guy he's just so deadpan yeah yeah uh this is the blue sky part. So maybe, um, maybe we take that slapstick comedy uh, suggestion, and much like you know, when we're doing improv, we get a get, and then we kind of do whatever the fuck we want yeah, with it. Yeah, hundred percent. We look at that and we think about, okay, what's like a really grounded situation that we could sort of make slapstick? You know, like this yeah. this, cl- this comedy of errors that cascades into something that could be slapstick but could still be grounded. Um, I'm trying to think what if uh, I'm trying to be meta about it. I'm like, what if it's about someone like, okay, this is like the, the bad version of the idea. Okay. But what if it's like, uh, you know, those like films like Freaky Friday or whatever, where like you wake up and you're in a world and you're like, what happened? It's a guy who wakes up in a world where everyone is doing slapstick comedy kind of thing. Right. Like everyone's just carrying around a jug of water and, and like, like icy stairs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So like a little bit of that maybe, you know, but like, again, it's a jumping off point, but it's like, I like the meta-ness of like someone being like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's like stranger than fiction, but he's in oh, like, yeah. there's just like a fucking Looney Tunes, Acme laden <laughs> trap world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or... Is it a school for slapstick comedy? Mm. It's like a uh, school of rock or like, it's like uh patch Adams is the movie where it's like, yeah, I think that's a movie about a clown comforting terminally ill children. So, 
How do we make that slapstick? He squirts him in the face with, with a little. <laughs> Please, Mister. <laughs> I have four hours to live. And Robin Williams is like, <laughs> I'm a hot dog. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'll make it quick then. <laughs> um, that could um, be that. I uh, and again, this is blue sky, so I don't mean to shut it down. But like, all I think about is like, if it becomes a teaching scene, as long as we can stay away from like the like, here's how you. Learn, I was there. Yeah, you'd be a slapstick. Yeah, there's a banana yeah. peel here. You step on it. Yeah. You know, like it could be a different way. Or like, what do, what do those students do during break? Like, is it a scene during break? And oh well, you know, you want to make it really like a, a weird like dodgeball level kind of. Oh, dodgeball is a great slapstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, what if it's like uh, a kid who goes to like slapstick academy, but he wants to be a drama actor? So it's yeah. like, so it's like. He goes in and like it starts maybe during a scene like the teacher's teaching something and it's like how to fucking take a pie to the face or some shit, some stupid shit. Something better than that. But then it's like, like you said, that's a great point, like a break or like they go uh, outside during recess or whatever and the kid has this like moment of like, can I, can I tell you guys something? I don't want to be a slapstick comedian. Like, you know, it's like yeah, this kind yeah. of moment. Or yeah, like the dad is like wants him to get into slapstick comedy and then he's like, I don't want to be like you, dad. He I want to be Shakespeare. I want to be a CPA. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, count. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that. Like, like he the, wants to be a real actor. The he fish out of water. Like but like, is there a, a sort of slapstick equivalent to being a real actor that he would prefer to be? You know, because the dramatic actor is always like, uh, I don't want to call it low hanging fruit, but like. That's that's what every like every actor like wants to be serious. Yeah. You're like, you're saying like uh, if it, he doesn't want to be slapstick comic, does he want to be a different type of comic? You mean? A different type of comic, or does he maybe I think pulling it out into plumber or something like that might be too broad. But like, could he? Um, yeah, because I was that, I was gonna say like the CPA thing or like that's I think it's hilarious, but for a short, I think it's too much of a. It's you have to kind of stay in the realm of acting or something. Okay. Yeah. I think so, at least. so yeah. Well, maybe what's what's the event that made him or her or they turn turn their or change their mind? And what what's the what's the turn and decision they make to go off to dramatic academy? Or that's the thing with shorts. You can find one moment in time or like this one week of his life or whatever, and really just pump out like a, a arc, right? For sure. It's like it could be the film starts with him going to an audition, maybe. And they're like, oh, you're here. Well, we're not doing... When you go to theater schools and stuff, I think there are different streams. I didn't go to theater school, but I had a lot of friends who did, so my friends might be like screaming at the thing. <laughs> Just joking. They're not listening. Um, <laughs> so uh, imagine you go to audition and you're like, I want to be like uh, in the drama stream, but something happens that's very funny and slapstick and you get thrown into the slapstick world. So you like uh, you know you didn't get into the the drama stream, so you're now in slapstick stream, and all of a sudden you're carrying around jugs of water, and you're like, I I just want to be normal. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying the reverse, where he started in drama, because we were saying he's slapstick and he wants to quit to go to drama. You're saying he starts in drama, and then he and then kind of gets put into slapstick, maybe discovers that he's really good at it, or like unintentionally but good at it. But he's upset because he's never done the one thing he always wanted but to do. But there's always that thing. There's yeah. always that one sort of thing in the back of your head. Again, uh, now to make it more interesting, like I don't want to just do like a very linear yeah. storytelling. What if it's like, either he's on his deathbed, starts off, oh. it's fucking Citizen Kane, 
or it's <laughs> or slapstick. Uh, <laughs> was that rosebud? Yeah. Uh, or oh, <laughs> that's great. Or uh, uh, it's like he's like he gets an Oscar or he gets some kind of award, and then backstage he's like thinking back to his life. And how he fell into it. You know what I mean? Like how the, he literally the fell the, into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, the framing device is what's important to me where it's like, yeah. it shouldn't just be linear of like, Hey, I want to be drama and I'm this. It's like, what can we, okay. So we like the idea comfort wise. Does he start slapstick? And then the twist is he wants to get into drama or the fact that he's done slapstick his whole life. And he's looking back like, Man, yeah, I really wanted to do drama. I, I think that that's it. Like finding the moment outside of the moment, right? Yeah. And like you could do some some flashbacks or whatever. But is he on his deathbed and uh, had this supremely successful slapstick career, but did want to do drama? And he did do like one regional drama play once, and that's all he talks about. He's like, oh, when I was in uh, Peterborough at the the uh whatever local arts theater i played hamlet and i blah 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 and someone wants to give him an award for that play just to like kind of appease him at 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 his entry into the next plane of existence but then something happens like the bottom falls off the trophy or like it slips out of his hand or too slippery i don't know um uh, another thing we should kind of maybe caveat here is you're going to hear a lot of bad ideas and I'm not going to censor them. And so, no, that's uh, the, the, yeah. the, 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 you just, uh, yeah, there's no censoring. You got to throw all the ideas. I feel like we've thrown so much shit. That's why we're even getting close to like something right now. Yeah. Um, hmm. What could happen that's funny to a dramatic actor? Well, it's like, is that it, becomes slapstick? Well, the question is, is the movie a tragedy? You know, because mm. it's like, because if it's a tragedy, then it's like he does, slapstick is economics to him and he does economics for his whole life and, or like slapstick. And then he's like, but my true love was drama, you know? Yeah. Like he, whatever. Or is this like a fun, like happy Little Miss Sunshine film where it's like, he gets into slapstick and he's like, oh, this was my true calling. Making mm. people laugh. So that's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What do we like more? Do we want to make a dark, which is so funny that this genre, you picked a slapstick and we're considering making it a dark thing. I love it. Well, I feel like everything I do, I always end up having a dark lilt to it because I have that in me for some reason. Um, I just find in some cases, not all cases, but bad things tend to be more funny or they heighten it or you're just like, they tickle you in a more visceral place because you're like, I do not want to be where this guy yeah. is right now, but I can't look away. Okay, you want to write something dark then? What if not, it's, uh... it doesn't have to be dark, but like there, no, what, there, what if, there always could be like tragedy? Yeah, we don't have to actually. But here's a pitch: here's a blue sky pitch. What if it's about a guy slapstick, killing it? Uh, he didn't want to get into slap, but he got in. Blah blah. blah. Then he go. The film maybe starts with his uh, like the film. Oh, I love it. Uh, you know, like Tropic Thunder. Uh, how yes. there's like uh, it starts with promos or whatever. So this short starts with like a montage, a reel of his slapstick scenes. So his career almost, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you see a bunch of like you know how like Jack Black, Mister the farting thing, whatever. Yeah. In Tropic Thunder, where it's yeah. like a it's like trailers of his films. It's like maybe four or five little montage of the scenes of uh, in this montage, and then it cuts to even posters of like his life, and it's like all these hit, and they're like we 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 have to think of the cheesiest. Uh, like in like it's like not the shit on any of these, but Nutty Professor, for example, like that title even is so funny. So it's like uh, Professor Fallington or whatever. Like yeah, the yeah. blockbuster hits that he's made in his career. Yeah, and then and, and these posters are on his agent's wall. And as we pan over, his agent's sitting there, 
and our character walks in or he's already sitting there and uh he goes uh the agent's like all right uh what's our character's name uh let's call him hector okay hector you've been uh uh, you've been dodging it, but we need an answer. Are we doing the fourth installment of fucking Slippery's, I don't know, some funny name of a film, uh, Professor Fallington? I don't fucking know. Uh, and he goes, uh, okay, I want to talk to you about something else, actually. And uh, he pulls out a script that he's been working yeah. on. Yeah, it's a tattered fucking manuscript. Yeah, but it's like, it's he, and he's like, I wrote it, and he goes... It's tabbed. <laughs> and he goes, you wrote what? I wrote my next project. And he looks it over, and, he, and it's like a really dramatic title. It's like, uh, The Rise of Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dark. He wants to make a biopic on Hitler or something. And it's like, The Rise of Adolf. And he's like, well, is this... I don't know if we can do a comedy. Like it's, oh, you, want to do a, you want to do a satirical comedy? I don't know. He's like, no, 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 it's not a comedy. He goes, what do you mean? I, it, yeah, it takes it takes place in the darkest times of World War Two. Yeah, in the bunker. This this is Hitler's last yeah. moments. Oh, alive. oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And and and, I, and it's a play. It's a Broadway. Even it's yeah. like <laughs> it's a one man show. It's a one man show. It's two nights. And I think I think if we do it well. We can then turn it into a film. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the guy was just like, cool, cool. Yeah, I can I can set up some meetings with some of the. Uh, for if we can produce this and talk to some of the guys on my roster and he goes no 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 I want to play it <laughs> yeah and he goes you you like uh, how how could you and there's like this awkwardness now I can't, I don't know where this goes but I like that as an opening yeah yeah <laughs> it's like, making me laugh man maybe yeah maybe maybe it's just we do a scene for this one because it's the, the 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 sort of prompt well, is a bit nebulous but um well the tragedy though to me is that he doesn't get taken seriously right so is it like do we do a scene or do we take it to the point where the agent's like yeah we'll do this and then yeah i guess because if it's just that scene where does it land what was the ending in, of it in, you know uh, like i'd like room. to see him get rejected somehow harder than he expected yeah or it, or he goes on stage and it's super dramatic for the first beat and then like he slips yeah he slips and it tears his uniform and like like people are people are just laughing at him yeah, yeah i love it no and you know that's what the short is because it's like that scene no but, but what happens is he says like he pitches it to him the agent and we're recording the audio right oh shit no yeah we are because i've done that for us so oh no i've done it too uh, i've recorded <laughs> entire records without the red light <laughs> so yeah the first scene he goes in so yeah that's what it is he goes to his agent pitches the whole fucking idea right uh, or like how i kind of said it where it's like awkward cringy and blah 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 and the agent's like you can't like that we, we, the thing with this short and what i'm trying to get better at too with writing is like it's like within the f page and a half we're already at you're not doing this so mm -hmm. let's move on we're not doing this whole back and forth dialogue for too long right yeah he says no, and the actor goes, what the fuck do you mean? You know who, I, I'm, I'm the reason you have this office. And this, he goes on this whole thing, and he's like, you know what? Fuck you, you're fired. I'm going to make it on my own. So then it's like either a montage or a whatever of like him literally, like t uh, it's like uh, newspaper articles being Spinning like. Spinning newspapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hector, whatever, uh, uh, finances the thing on his own, costs him $20 million. Yeah, spends so he, last dime yeah, on yeah, dramatic yeah. project. Yeah, so he like does like, he does a thing and gets a director to be a part of it and the director, and then we cut to the director being like, I don't see it. It's Fuck a, you, you're fired. Like yeah. you fire people. And he's like, I'm going to direct it. So it's like, it's more and more and yeah, more, yeah, you yeah. know? And then, and then he's like, and then he goes to the, the this is too much, but it could work if we're doing, because if we're doing like 
dark but exaggerated comedy with just slapstick. It's like uh, then it cuts to like the venue owner. He's like, I don't know if we can people would buy tickets. Fuck you! I'm gonna make my own venue, and then he, that's where the money goes. Yeah, he makes yeah, the venue. Yeah, yeah. And then more and more, it gets worse and worse and worse. And then we cut to something that doesn't even go, uh, belong where it's like at a restaurant. He's like, uh, so we're out of the lobster. Fuck you! I'm gonna go somewhere else. <laughs> it's like his personality is just getting more <laughs> like fucked up. And then it cuts to opening night. Yeah. And it's like, again spinning newspaper opening night and all the shit. And you see like the Broadway, like the outside like uh, mast, mast, whatever it's called. And it's like. Hector thing in what's the name of the thing? The rise of Adolf or, or yeah, the fall yeah. of Adolf or yeah. whatever. And then it's, it's a spotlight on him. And I love the ending has to be him going on stage. Slipping. <laughs> yeah. He goes into this moment and then it happens. And then you hear <laughs> like a little chuckle in the audience. And another one. And he looks up and then cause he, sh- he basically, maybe he goes all into stop sticks just to, cause no one's like caring until then he sees people like falling asleep and shit. So then yeah, he brings yeah. his slapstick chops out. Or 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 if like he maybe like slapstick is so ingrained in his being that he does that scene. He does this like there's like a beat of like, holy fuck, he's doing it. He sounds like Adolf and he's clearly in a bunker and I might be able to watch this for two nights on Broadway. Um, but then he, he does something innocuous like slips and it tears his pants a little or he falls. And then there's this beat of like silence chuckles. He gets up, he's fucking mad, but then just starts like, he's so livid and just like so frustrated from tanking his yeah, life yeah, to do yeah. this. He's knocking shit over and like plants are falling. You know what I mean? Like he could be. Is his, his motivation? Rage. So, so you're saying that he almost got, got got away with it? Like he was almost about to do a great performance? Yeah, he he like he he proves us wrong for a second, and then something, uh, some act of God happens where he slips. It becomes laughter. He's like berating the audience, but while he's doing that, he's slipping and falling and like perfect. Like the the set seems almost tailor made for a like a slapstick uh, Schadenfreude, like the the cascade yeah, 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 events yeah. or whatever. Pots or like the wall falls or yeah, and you know, and like the, the the wall comes down and he like the window like perfectly like lands on him or whatever, like a Buster Keaton western thing. Yeah, 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 about, yeah. And the window goes right through him. And it's whatever. Just all yeah. that shit, and then like. Uh, people are laughing and dying and he's like very, very genuinely mad at them. But then at the end, he gets this uproarious applause. And then slowly the whole crowd roars and gets up. And then the last, maybe the frame of the whole film is like a, another newspaper thing. And it's like, Hector scores a slapstick Hitler comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Hector makes Hitler cool again. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'm going to change that to Hector makes Hitler funny. Um, that's funny. Cause why would I say cool again? <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. Because what's, what's the newspaper like? Whoever wrote that, who's what is he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's okay, he referring okay, to? Yeah. That's like, the, the character, guy, not me. Yeah, the right, the character who wrote the newspaper article like makes him cool again. It's like, wait, what do you mean again? First of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a funny image came to me like of like that that sort of shot that's become way too iconic of the behind the person you know there it's like the, oh, the yeah, wrestler yeah, yeah. shot yeah. i think was like aronofsky used it really and then everyone started fucking doing it um I it for a commercial having him yeah i mean <laughs> we can do it but uh yeah. everyone else can't um <laughs> they're copycats we're original exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. we're referential <laughs> 
we're being inspired. That's what we're doing. But like a, a shot of him, like, you know, it's from behind him and we see a rim light from the, yeah. the stage lights and the crowd is just roaring and they're, they're cheering. People are crying. But then just for, after a beat, like maybe the, the stand collapses, you know, and everyone just falls in. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that. You know, you know what I was going to say? Uh, this is dark and I love this personally, but I don't know if we can do this. So roaring, everyone gets up, get the behind the scene shot. And it's like this moment and then the newspaper happens, right? And then we see him put the newspaper down. So he was he was reading it, right? Like uh, Hector scores again with uh, slapstick comedy. And it's like the slapstick is like big letters. Like he's still a slapstick actor. Yeah, and he can't slapstick's get, like more capitalized yeah, than anything else. And he can't else. get out of it, right? Yeah. So then he like, you see him put it down and he walks out of frame and then all you hear is a gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> he killed himself yeah. because he can't get out of slapstick. Yep. I love it. And it, it also mirrors Hitler because Hitler killed it. Do- oh, yeah. I guess we're committing to his story being about Hitler. Yeah, I think we really are <laughs> yeah, yeah, a yeah. little bit, which I, it's kind of. But it's it's. I think it's in the realm of the slapstick world. I thought it'd be funny too uh, with that scene that you just described. Uh, if he's reading the thing and he takes a sip of his coffee and like he has that beat of like, Ugh, and he takes a sip. And then just the bottom falls out of the coffee and the coffee pours onto his lap yeah. and he's like, Ugh. that's his life. Right and then, now. and then he walks into the bathroom yeah. and kills Cause himself. Cause even that moment, personal moment is slapstick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I wish there was like, I think it's funnier if he kills himself off camera. Um, I, yeah. But, uh, there, there is something maybe to mine about like him failing at that too. It just becomes like another slapstick scene. But I think, or, or, uh, maybe, when he's on stage and he's having the tirade, like yelling at the people for not taking him seriously, uh, he is flailing and ruining. Everything's falling down like that obstacle course that seems tailor-made yeah, somehow yeah, yeah. in retrospect. Um, but maybe he does attempt a suicide even, you know, like he's like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to fucking do it. And he fails at that in front of everyone. And it yeah, which is even funny. They think he's like, he's being funny still. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Hitler failed at committing suicide or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think, uh, what we should do first is come up with a real actor's name. Someone that's not Hector, something that makes this guy on paper look like he would be a... We a could do like an homage star. to someone, right? Like Jim Carrey or like Adam Sandler, but like make it sound like that, but it's not. James Caron. James Caron. Why does that sound good? Oh, James Cameron. That's why. <laughs> I'm like, sounds like I've heard that. James Caron. I kind of like that. Yeah, James Caron. Like two first names? Yeah. Like K-A-R- are you thinking K R A R E N? I was just thinking C A R R O N just as a carry thing, but that doesn't that does spelling is not uh overly important to me. Or I like James Karen with a K because it's JK. JK. Oh, there you go. James Karen. My name is James Karen. Like a very dramatic, serious actor, but he's not. And now the rise and fall of Adolf. Montage. We see a montage of scenes and trailers showcasing the hit movies and illustrious career of our main character, world-renowned slapstick actor, James Karen. Interior, agent's office. A decorated wall of blockbuster posters featuring James Karen and various slapstick characters. Films like Dr. Nuts, Dr. Nuts the sequel, It Just Got Nuttier, Dr. Nuts 3, Extra Nuts, Dr. Nuts the animated series, and Dr. Nuts Masterclass, How to Be Nuts. Paul Dump, 38, sits behind a desk framed by these posters. James Karen sits across from him. What's that, Paramount? Oh, oh yeah, you know it. Okay, Paramount, he's actually sitting right across from me. Yeah, yeah. oh, he looks great. You know what, Paramount? That's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> Bye, Paramount. 
He slams the phone down. Guess who that was? A beat of silence. Paul Dump raises his eyebrows enticingly. Paramount. James rolls his eyes. They're ready to pull the trigger on Dr. Nuts 5. Anna Ferris is already attached to play your twin sister. They're already talking action figures. James sighs and drops a hefty manuscript on the table with a loud thunk. This will be my next project. Paul's posture droops. James, not this again. Paul Dump slaps a bobblehead of Dr. Nuts on the table, and it wobbles. We can't have you- I'm done with Dr. Nuts. It's time for me to do something real. There's so much more to me than slapstick. But you're so good at it. Good at what? Good at slipping in puddles of water? At dropping vases? That, that my ice cubes are so heavy they break through the bottom of the glass? That every door I touch, the doorknob just slides right out? <laughs> yes, all of that. James gets up, furious. I'm doing this play, Paul. Well, I will have no part of this. Then I'll do it myself. You're fired! James storms out. The camera slowly pushes into the script on the desk. Insert of the title page. The Rise and Fall of Adolf. James comes in and grabs the script out of frame. Cut to montage. One, a spinning newspaper with the headline, James Karen flushes the dump agency after decades of partnership. Two, James with a costume designer at a sewing machine. James hands them an unsewn Nazi armband. The costumer shakes their head, no. Then, I'll do it myself, you're fired! Three, James with a potential venue owner. I don't think anyone's gonna buy tickets to this man. Then I'll do it myself, you're fired! Four. James with a contractor. Sir, we've been working for three days with no food or drink. Can we please see our families? Uh, sure. <laughs> really? No, I'll do it myself, you're fired! Five, a final spinning newspaper headline. James Karen spends entire fortune on dramatic one-man play, learns new trades. Exterior theater night. The rise and fall of Adolf adorns a shoddy-looking marquee. Interior, theater, continuous. The murmur of an excited crowd is silenced by the appearance of a single spotlight on the stage. James Karen, dramatic actor, steps into the light. A collective gasp at the sight of his Nazi uniform. He takes a moment to bask in his accomplishment, looking into the darkened crowd with pride. This is it. This is his moment. No more slapstick. He takes a deep breath and a step forward. The crotch of his pants rip. There's a moment of awkward anticipatory silence and then a lone chuckle from the crowd. <laughs> James is red in the face. His eyebrow twitches. He feels the rush of failure for a quick moment before collecting himself and noticing the desk to his right. He slowly limps over, trying to keep the rip at a minimum and hobbles over to the desk. He gets behind it, hiding his tear and gets back into character. Another deep breath. He begins his monologue and goes to sit down on the chair behind the desk. Crack! The chair collapses. Now more chuckles from the crowd. He pops back up from behind the table and screams at the top of his lungs. Nine! He slams his hand on the desk and it goes through it like cardboard, showing off his shoddy workmanship. He looks at his hand. There's a piece of wood stuck to it with a nail. He stares for a moment, trying to process the pain. Then... The crowd roars in laughter. They think they're watching a comedy. This will go down as the greatest slapstick performance of all time. As James frantically paces around the stage, trying to shake the wood off his hand, he slips on his own blood and does the splits in an awkward fashion. And in doing so, he exacerbates the tear in his pants. The audience loses it. He gets to his feet quickly, with only one pant leg remaining. It slides sheepishly down his ankle as the audience dies with laughter. Humiliated, James walks to the side stage and reaches for the doorknob of the exit. When he pulls the knob, it slides out with ease. The roar of the crowd is deafening. 
The walls and curtains of the set begin to shake. James turns his back to the audience as one of the giant set pieces topples onto the stage. He is perfectly framed by the window hole, unscathed save his nudity and blood-dripped clothes. The crowd is ecstatic, giving this legend a standing ovation. Cut two, a spinning newspaper with the headline, James Karen gives performance of a lifetime, signs deal with Paramount for movie adaptation. Interior, James's study, night. James sits in a wingback chair with a collection of sophisticated looking books behind him. He's wearing an expensive silk robe reading that newspaper. A quick beat, then he reaches for his tumbler to refill his bourbon. He drops the ice cube in, and it breaks through the bottom. He sighs once again. With a look of defeat, he stands and walks at a frame. We remain in the empty room. A gunshot is heard off camera. Then, another sigh. And now, the recap. All right, so that was the very first script written on the very first episode of the Blue Sky Podcast. Uh, what you didn't hear is about two hours of Adil and I riffing and actually writing things like interior, hmm. storefront. No, no, call it a call it a blah blah blah. So we <laughs> decided to spare you uh, from that for now, but uh, we figured we owe a recap section to kind of talk about what we did and what we didn't include based on the Blue Sky. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there were certain parts that. Which it's a it's a fun part of the writing process because it's like yeah you do the blue sky and then you write the script and then as you're writing the writing the script you start like stumbling upon things it's like you have a flashlight and you're walking forward into the script that you kind of vaguely know and then all of a sudden you're like wait what if we took a right here instead of a left like we had planned so that was kind of fun during the writing process um, uh, and this is the, sorry when I say writing process this is like the stuff that we did cut out which we we really debated but we we're like it's an hour and a half of you guys just listening to us click. Uh, and type shit um, maybe someday you'll want to hear that but yeah. we'll we'll uh, yeah. we'll go easy on y'all for the first part <laughs> yeah and yeah so there was like the, my, my thing that we realized uh one of the things that uh it, kind of what i'm going off of is like when we were writing the part that when he gets on stage does he do a monologue and then something bad happens or does this happen or like how do we get to the point where he's on the stage and he's mr dramatic and he's about to do his monologue and then all of a sudden he falls back into the tropes of him being a slapstick genius and the the a lot of our discussion revolved around is is he just gonna fall into the the slapstick traps or is this guy such a profound slapstick actor that his being exudes the idea of slapstick that no matter what he does he will fall he'll slip on that banana peel that ladder will fall on his head the bucket will spill you know what it, what it is? Actually, it's funny. Uh, it's nature versus nurture. We were trying to figure out, is the slapstick nature or nurture? Where is it like uh, this uh, weird uh, innate ability he has where he opens his mouth and slapstick comes out, you know? Like, obviously, that's a metaphor. And the nurture is like, yeah, the universe kind of conspiring and making him be slapstick. So uh, as we were writing, before we got to that scene, and that's what I love about writing sometimes, is you just start writing and you just like start walking into this forest and you and you have a flashlight and you don't know exactly what's ahead but you're just going forward and you have a, the blue sky gave us a vague idea of okay we know the beats but we'll see you know and uh, we weren't um we both had not decided fully that this is how it's going to end or this was going to happen but as we were writing we got to the stage scene and then john pointed out that we in our we didn't even realize that uh in this joke or this montage of him kind of being like you're fired and kind of just doing everything himself by being the person who makes the stage, by being the hiring himself as a contractor to make the stage, 
James Karen is not a, a a contractor. He's not a someone who does that, right? Like he's like an actor. So him making it automatically makes it a shoddy stage. So now he it's again him trying. His intention is to be dramatic, but the universe is like, nope. Like this this is the obstacles in your course, and now you're gonna end up on a stage where without even I know you don't want to be slapstick, but you're gonna you're gonna make the stage fall, and everyone's gonna laugh, and they're gonna love you for it, and you're gonna stay remain a slapstick genius. And and so by virtue of us just being silly and <laughs> and writing whatever, we created the confluence of nature and nurture. Not only does he exude slapstick and he can't make a, a, a step forward without doing something funny, the world has also become that because he built it. And yeah. it all just cascades together in yeah. a very nice little package. Yeah. No that yeah. Earlier that day. So what we have here, uh, and I didn't even think of this, but with the the costumer He's the costumer, so it's going to be shit. It's going to rip. All right. And then the sets, of course. And then course. the fucking thing's going to fall apart. <laughs> he built his own little plastic yeah. thing because he's horrible so, at it. I, I enjoyed that when we got to that part because I, I, that's one of my favorite things, man, when you kind of get to this place where you're like, oh, we haven't thought ahead of this and that we've caught up to our writing and now we have to figure out the ending. And it's like, it just comes to you because you've, you've almost created a world. And this is, I know it's a little cheesy to say this, but I really feel like when you're writing, you create a world that has a mind of its own and it takes its own kind of like fate in its own own hands. And, and you kind of get out of the way and you're just like, Oh, what else is going to happen? And the world is almost, te- the script is telling you what's next, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's always fun. Cause even with the ending of this story, we were like, yeah, we have an idea We're we're going to get there. But as we wrote uh, and the character grew and he evolved, it's almost like, Oh, this would be the best way to end it instead of what we kind of discussed, you mm-hmm. know? And as we're sort of building that, that airplane while it's taking off, we're discovering the rules of the world. And of course we kind of walked in with some of those rules, given the references we had and, and whatnot for, for past slapstick movies. But the actual shape of it is, is yeah. literally taking form while the plane is taking off, which is also an exciting thing to see. Like we know we have to build an airplane. And that's our goal. Like by the end of his like session, we're going to build a plane. But what's exciting is the plane might change. You know what I mean? Might turn into a jet or might turn to a different kind of like a, a different model. Or a Wright Brothers like <laughs> proto flying. Like Yeah, exactly. You never know what plane you're going to end up with. And like any time you write a script, especially a first draft, the first draft is just most of the time. In my experience, the character is very bluntly telling me how they feel. Mm. And you have to go back in and bury all that stuff in subtext. But um for this purpose we kind of wanted a cleaner script there were there are parts that you know could use a lot of love but i'm not i'm not going back to that but yeah dr nuts like we tried to think a lot about what are these movies that james karen has been in what's the the sort of like what's his austin powers yeah what's the canonical thing the franchise that he comes from and we thought about it forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and we just couldn't think of anything more than Dr. Nuts. Dr. Nuts 2, Extra Nuts, blah, blah, blah. Well, Dr. Nuts was like the first thing you said. And yeah. they were like, yeah, this is good. Let's think of something else. And then, and then five to ten minutes. And then we blanked. But, just on nothing else. But on in retrospect, just applying that to like things like Tropic Thunder that we talked a lot about and um, Naked Gun and Airplane, like the dumbest thing is the answer. So like... I think the right thing to do was to just call every movie Dr. Nuts. He's this huge, famous, unbelievably successful person for the Dr. Nuts franchise. And I think just by virtue of us not thinking forward, we still kind of nailed the, the 
the genre by being dumb and not yeah. exploring further. Oh, for sure. I mean, like my favorite, like we were talking about, again, the, the process where we cut out, but we were talking about Tropic Thunder quite a bit. And we were talking about like Scorcher Earth, like Ben Stiller's franchise in it. And that's literally, literally the only one uh, besides Simple Jack that they show in it that he's done. And I think that's the point of a film like this, where it's like another thing that uh, James Karen is like so kind of down on is the fact that that's it. It's not even that he's made like multiple franchises or that he's done other comedy films or slapstick films. It's the fact that he's Dr. Nuts and that's all he is. All his fame, all his glory, all his money is from like this massive fucking Fast and the Furious level franchise where it's, but it's Dr. Nuts. Exactly. And like to go back to what you were saying about, you know, the rules of the genre or rules of the world that we're creating. Um, in that world, something like Dr. Nuts would be Indiana Jones. It would be whatever, you know, yeah. so it, it does play into that a lot. And we, we had a big conversation about um, what happens to him on stage. I know we already talked about does he exude? Is he like just vehemently slapstick, like regardless of how, how much he desires not to be? Does the world affect him? Blah, blah, blah. But uh, we kind of tried to play as many funny gags like tearing and smashing and falling and, and, and that, but we didn't want to go too overboard. But I think what we ended up with was a good sort of yeah. escalating uh, series of, of, of blunders. Yeah. And I mean, to me, man, like it's, it's like uh, when we were writing it too, we, we, I remember I kept limiting or like kind of being like, let's not do more slapstick. Let's do like these three or four things. But it's because like, to me, what I enjoy about the script we wrote is, it's not, I didn't want the slapstick to be, even though I know we, we picked the genre for slapstick, I wanted it to be a story that kept unfolding and like being kind of like ahead of the audience where it's not, we're just relying on like slapstick jokes to make it a slapstick uh, short. It's like, it's really, if you think, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm being deep and no one else, or I don't even know if you felt this way, but to me, it's like, it's about a struggling artist who's trying to break out of his typecast. That's what it's really about to me. And that's what I like about it. And I think that, uh that's the that's the plot is that's like it's about the struggling artist and trying to break out and then the story the way you sell it is like a oh, slapstick funny film watch it yeah you know like again yeah the the characters in slapstick movies aren't like oh, i'm just a dummy they're yeah. like they have real goals and real desires of real human emotions yeah. and uh, and that's what drives it if it's just slapstick then it's like i do you even want to watch it but it's like you you see him go through this like personal journey but also fall on his face exactly yeah, that's what it's, it's like hitting the gas on a race car but like what what's the dumbest things you can do in that race car without killing yourself yeah you know? yeah that's a good way to put it um i just also like the fact that we picked slapstick man and then we ended up here is great like uh i that, was i was legit bummed when i pulled it out i was like <laughs> why did you write that dude why did you write that i love slapstick and i'm like i've got a slapstick script out in the world right now but uh i didn't want to write one for the first episode of this podcast but i'm glad we did it really showed you could push like you could start from any prompt right because like slapstick yeah same when i heard it i was like fuck what are we gonna are we gonna end up writing like three stooges right now which again would be fun to write but i know we were kind of excited to write something i don't know uh, broader or like bigger but we stuck to slapstick and we just still gave it a heart which was fun and the ending we we talked for a while i really wanted to i know we added the sigh at the end where yeah. he doesn't shoot himself but yeah. i really I, I at one point i pitched during the writing process that he shoots uh, off camera. He he points that you hear the gun go off and the blood hits the newspaper. So you see that he's blown his brains out. I love going dark for like the endings, but I think having the sigh, it was a good compromise because it's like you get the fact that he's going to kill himself. So the audience hears it and they kind of go and then you hear 
So it's like the perfect one-two punch. For sure. And like just the idea of failure, I think, was, was a, huge, oh, right. that was, a yeah. huge part of his being. So like, you know, he wants to be a dramatic actor and he's going to fail. So he should fail at pretty much everything else except what he's born to do. And that's be a slapstick performer. <laughs> but you gave me a funny idea there. It'd be fun someday. Say we do get like a drama prompt. Like what what's the dramatic Three Stooges, you know? Ooh. Interior. Jail cell night. Mo pokes Larry in the eye. Curly licks his finger and sticks it in Mo's ear. <laughs> I'd watch that. It's like the, you know, the new uh, Winnie the Pooh movie coming out? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like really dark. It's like yeah. Three Stooges. And it's just like three, and it's like three yeah. slash marks. Yeah. It's a slasher uh, film. It's like a, they're all like killers. Oh, that's that's your drama. This, this oh. summer, we're all stooges. That- <laughs> That's great. That's the <laughs> that's the dramatic turn, though, right? It's like it's a movie about three Stooges, but they're like uh, escaped um, asylum uh, uh, patients, so they're all they're all messed up in the head. You know, like yeah. back in the day, they didn't re- uh, like really justify why the three Stooges were who they were. Yeah. But in modern, like the retelling of the story, it's like, oh fuck, they're they were actually bipolar and like, like yeah. they were extremely at risk and like. <laughs> yeah. And it gets darker, and the the poking in the eye is like he literally takes his eye out, like, and you see yeah, it, the yeah, gore yeah, of it. Yeah, you see yeah, the yeah. eye dripping out, and <laughs> those Mortal Kombat like finisher close-ups where you see the spine like fucking. That's funny. Uh, do you think? Um, and and I, I think that all hinges around like, um, the core of a character should always, in my opinion, should always be real and true. And then what you kind of do to flourish that, and and how they affect the world, and how they go through the world is is depending on the genre, but. It should always start as that real human thing, but that also makes me think of another question. Not to hog all the mic, t- all the mic time here, but um, do you think because we did start with uh, a comedy script, uh, it was really funny to write. Uh, we're both, you know, uh, improvisers and fans of comedy. Do you think like when we write a drama script and we get a drama prompt, like, will that is it going to be hard to not be funny? Or like, will it be funny, like writing around that, or like, what do you think is gonna happen? Um, I like drama too, though. Like, it's it's drama is a different kind of muscle, right? Like, you're not you're writing to kind of progress this story and like tell this story. Um, well, here, okay, let me answer it with like what I was gonna actually ask you is like, to me, even if I write drama, I like to still have moments of comedy in it. Like, my favorite films are the my favorite drama films are the ones where there's moments where you're like that's really funny so do you feel that way do you feel like even a good drama needs a little comedy tension and release for yeah. sure it's just like in a comedy you would maybe ratchet up the tension with like an, an unbearably awkward situation or just some high stakes mm-hmm. like why are you saying that dude in a drama it would be more like holy fuck someone's gonna kill you and then but in both cases the release would be the laugh you know yeah but, so well i'm just i'm just like yeah it, I, I don't often go to drama so i'm really curious yeah. at how my muscles are gonna work in that in that context oh yeah no that, that is a good point i mean you know what's a, i was just thinking right now actually it was a good film that doesn't have comedy in it but i still love and i'm curious if we could write something like that uh have you ever seen prisoners yes with jake uh, gyllenhaal Den- denny, denny villeneuve yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, paul dano yeah. yeah yeah um such a good movie but um, I was actually listening to another podcast where they review, like, they talk about that movie, and yeah, that, I was thinking about that where there's like, there's no moment where it's even light. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's such a dark and just, and I feel like a lot of Denise films are like that. Even have you seen? Um, I'm gonna butcher it because it's in French, but Ensemble. No. 
Oh, buddy. I've heard a bunch oh, of it. Oh, buddy. But yeah, now that I actually think about it, none of his films really, like even Arrival or anything, they don't really have that light tone that I love. But... Arrival is hilarious. <laughs> you didn't laugh when the aliens were like doing that language thing? They're little smoky guys. Yeah. They're so cute and dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Pat on the head. Um, <laughs> Arrival is his comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, now that I really think of it, because like, again, my like Scorsese, Tarantino, uh, Wes Anderson, even Fincher, like, they find ways to put a little, like, you kind of go, <laughs> like, a little bit in the movie. Yeah. In moments. Or with, sometimes Tarantino and Scorsese, they're mad. Sometimes I feel like they're making comedies fully. Well, I guess Wolf of Wall Street was even categorized as a co- comedy where yeah. you're like, this is drama, but you're laughing your ass off. But, and I love that. Uh, but Denis, I guess, doesn't do that. which And I still love him. So I guess not all dramas need to have a little comedy, but I would like to do that. Yeah. There were some parts in Dune where, like, that fucking weird boss guy was like floating up yeah. to the ceiling and shit i thought were kind of funny i don't just think it was trying how... to be funny though I yeah don't know. <laughs> but uh, that's just my sick and twisted yeah, world perspective yeah um okay so i have another question on the board here what did we forget i think we talked about the saws and ladders we had a bit of uh, saw and ladder talk in the wikipedia article early on we did not include those because we forgot them but uh, i think we made okay. you mean like what did we forget from the blue sky to yeah the or or anything that you wish we had have done that we did not do man with with short films i'm always feeling like well not yeah it's just this feeling of i wish we could write more scenes you know like even when we were writing we we, we how many times did we during the writing process be like be uh, two pages into a scene and be like okay we gotta shave a whole page off because this is a short film because we love you're the same way i think where i do love dialogue and i love like you know scenes that are like longer so you can have fun with them and really add more like flourishes but that's more of a feature kind of thing and again some shorts can be long i'm right now i have a short i wrote that's like 21 pages which you could do that but i think the point of this podcast at least is like let's do five page scripts that's what we told each other and that's was the thing where there were moments where i was like fuck man i wish we could write like a whole you know, series of scenes uh, that kind of, you know, him interacting with people that maybe he's like girlfriend or this or that and really mm. add more more uh, character development. For sure. But, and and it's funny because at the beginning of this, I said, you know, we, we both work in commercials, so we're limited to 15, 30, sometimes six second spots. So we want to exercise our expansive muscles, but a podcast can't be six hours long. So we're not going to write a a first draft of a feature in that not only are we not going to write a, the first draft of a feature in that time uh we, we need to be economical so we're being just a little less economical than normal yeah but i mean I, I, what do you think about this like i really like as much as as a creative you're like oh man i want no limitations i want to be able to write whatever i want and do whatever i want but honestly limitations have helped me be better so like, at my job and at being creative so many times because you have a sandbox that you're playing in right otherwise if you have too much freedom, it's almost like, um, what's that word? Having too much freedom is like having too much rope yes. to hang yourself with. You kind of just yeah. get too self-indulgent or you get too like, you know, out there and, and you kind of lose purpose, lose sight of what the purpose of the script was. For sure. For sure. And someone said that like uh, limitation is the mother of invention or some shit. Ooh, like that's that. like probably four different people. Let's say it was Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman, Chris Nolan, and mm. Uh, mm. Angela Bassett. Mm. All three of them. I think Chris Pratt said it. Oh, Chris Pratt. Uh, he doesn't belong Chris, on that list. But Chris uh, Pat was, Pratt was in the movie about the coining of that. Yes. Uh, that that quote. But uh, yes, you're making he, that up, bro. I'm totally okay. just. I'm just. Yeah. I was gonna. Off the I would be like, right I want to watch this movie now. <laughs> what movie was this? Um, no, I t- yeah, I think limitation helps. Um, 
and and even this like again like yeah i want i wish we wrote more scenes but listening to the short script again and it's a first draft so if we had a chance to make a second and third i usually like to go a couple drafts before it's final like at least four to five drafts minimum um it would i think be even more uh, it would be it would be better right um but what it is right now and the limitations we had of like let's get to the our goal was let's get to the scene on the stage where like that climax or whatever happens quicker like we kept going like let's shave some of this off shave some of this off mm-hmm. so we can get to the stage quicker mm-hmm. and i think that was the right thing to do because that you want to see the story in a really compact way and i think we got the intro where you see where he's like in his comfort zone he's a dramatic dramatic actor then you see the troubles he goes through to change his fate then he finally gets there and he's like this is the moment and then he blows it or the world just doesn't take him seriously whatever like our climax was and then we go back in the end into the end and it's a full circle he's back to james karen the slapstick genius and he's fucking miserable. Maybe possibly even more James Karen. He's the most James Karen yeah, yeah, that yeah, James yeah. Karen has ever the been. The world is like, oh so man. Not only did he fail at yeah. becoming a dramatic actor, he succeeded in becoming an even better slapstick actor. So yeah. And you know how they say like by the end of the script, like you you obviously don't want to end up in the exact same place. Oh, sometimes you do. Some films do that, but you don't want to ex- uh, end up in the same place, but in a funny way he did grow. Not only that he became a uh, slapstick, slapstick genius, he wanted to get out of the Dr. Nuts shadow, get out from underneath the Dr. Nuts shadow, and he ended up in a new shadow, uh, under a new shadow, but again, it's a different shadow, uh, it's, a, it's a bigger shadow, and it's a self-written shadow. And a uh, much, much darker shadow than the shadow that preceded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Dr. Nuts turns into rise and fall fade off. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that, that was kind of cool to, and again, like that limitation of us being like, let's keep moving this train along, let's get there, I think it allows the if this was to be made into a short film, I'd watch it. And uh, within, like, again, th- f- five minutes, I'd be like, oh, wow, I got to see his entire yeah. arc. In a quote that I can attribute to the correct person, Tom Petty said, don't bore us, get to the chorus. Ooh, is that is that a song? It's, uh, a quote? It, it's just a quote from a documentary, but I did use it in a song from one of my old bands. Oh, shit. And the song was about Tom Petty, but uh, we don't need to talk about my... And insert voice. song here. <laughs> Uh, was it don't bore us get to the chorus yeah i like that it's good yeah. it's good for especially for writing a short film because sometimes um, you get in your head and you, uh, i i friggin i'll just be writing and i'm like i don't know where to go next just move the story along if you just do that you'll be fine sometimes i get in my head because i'm like how does this scene end oh my god it's like the first draft especially just your your goal is to get to the end mm-hmm. and along the way you just fill in these scenes with all the ideas you have and then you come back and you clean it up Yep. Uh, also known as the vomit pass. Yes. Uh, where you just spew all your your earlier meals onto the page and sort through them later. Could we call it the diarrhea pass or no? We we could, but. In conclusion. Oh, look at that. Sweet. We okay. We got a fucking five page. It's a first draft, and that's I think it's a great first draft, and I think that there's still so much we can fuck with. Like, think about it. If we had to do a second draft for this, you know. Oh yeah. Not that we're ever gonna. But yeah. For sure, <laughs> but you know what I mean. That's, that's uh, good job. Hey. So we did it. We uh, we employed the principles that we think we said we were going to. We took that prompt and made it into a passable short slapstick script. I'm excited because like that was fun. Like it's such a good exercise in just yeah. creativity. Like just being forced to write that right now. Yeah, being put on the spot. I'm like that's amazing. So yeah, we I'm excited. A- like how many scripts we're gonna churn out. 
fucking put some stuff in a bowl. Pull the word out. Make <laughs> yeah. shit happen. Yeah. Yeah. Who would think a slapstick comedy would lead us to write this? So you never yeah. know. You just need a prompt. Yeah. It all starts with a prompt. And then you get Hitler. Blue Sky Podcast is produced by Adil Shamsi and John O'Hunter, edited by Justin Stevenson, and this voiceover was recorded by Kevin Brown. If you have an idea for a prompt, email us at thebluesguypodcast at gmail.com or DM us at thebluesguypodcast on Instagram. The Blue Sky Podcast is an independent show, so please like and subscribe and tell your friends. Please.